How does an ISFJ handle conflict? Before I can answer, please consider subscribing to the channel so my psychopath's crime coefficient stays under 300. Yeah, like, that's an anime, by the way. Probably one of the better animes I've ever watched. And hit the alert, well, the alert bell so that you can stay notified when I go live. Because I like to prove to people that I'm actually a, a live person and not dead or just some random AI coming through to you uh, directly through the screen. That being said, what's up, Ego Hackers? I'm C.S. Joseph, and this is where I respond to your questions, all things Jungian analytical psychology or the four sides of the mind. And the source of today's question is, will you, but asked uh, on Quora, etc. So let's dive right into the question. How does an ISFJ handle conflict? Sophia Limantara, a professional at audit firm from 2014 to present, answered on January 2019, quote, I'll share what my experience was during events which I was which I, that I consider major conflicts. <clears throat> my initial response would be baffled because I can actually catch on how to hurt, how hurt is the other person involved. Maybe that's an F.E. thing, uh, paraphrasing here. I'm actually at a loss, provided I already recognize firsthand that I'm also contributing to the conflict with my own wrongdoing. Really? Gotta love that F.E. normalization. You know what I'm saying? But still, the strong anger and disappointment displayed by the other person rendered me speechless. Uh, so this person is claiming they're an ISFJ. My next course of action will be trying to apologize immediately while attempting to explain the, di the reason behind my actions if the situation permits. If not, I'll stop after apologizing in which it will be continued with back and forth thinking of what I did wrong and how I should have acted. Okay, that's accurate for ISFJs. Maybe this is what some people uh, would call the SITI loop during uh, which I could sometimes actually scold myself harshly in order for my brain to remember those mistakes, avoiding to repeat it in the future. Meanwhile, if the atmosphere between me and the other person is still awkward or just plain cold, brr, okay, I usually avoid that person, but due to my strong guilt and fear, okay, that's accurate, uh, and to keep myself and the other person in a, on a peaceful timeout, my mind would be filled with thoughts such as, is he, she angry with me? Would he, she reject me or brush me off when I try to start a conversation normally? Maybe I'll wait for a little while until I'm sure that he, she is already approachable. This stage could last between one to four weeks, and during uh, those time I found myself replaying the scenes vividly while contemplating over and over, making mental notes until I actually found the courage to ask that person for another personal conversation to close the issue and finally move on. That's long, but I'm yet to find a case where I'm actually totally in the right and the other person is totally in the wrong. Well, it's not that we're afraid of conflict. It is, if it is work-related uh, matters that can be solved peacefully with an exchange of an idea, or if it's a conflict necessary to uphold your entire division, let's say, I'll brace myself to speak out and settle in a professional way. Okay, I have to upvote that because this does sound like an actual ISFJ, and that point of view is pretty accurate. Although definitely not what I would uh, go for. What are you doing? Seriously, what are you doing, kitty? Yes, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, sorry. And Mark Howell, officer at the U.S. Air Force, 2014 to present. My wife is an ISFJ. She handles conflict primarily by avoiding it in the first place, maybe bottling it up until the time is right. Ooh, best, most accurate statement I've heard today. The only exception is when it comes, uh, when it conflicts with her principles. If someone, including her husband, for example, says or does something that she really disagrees with, 
that seems immoral or just not right in any way, she will call them out on it and expect the situation to end from then on. That, until then, whenever there is conflict, she will usually withdraw herself and contemplate how she feels about the entire situation before formulating a plan on how best to deal with it, provided that uh, plan in no way compromises on her principles. Yeah, upvoting that. That's the best answer. Very actually ISFJ. Now the C.S. Joseph uh, response to how does an ISFJ handle conflict. The answer at the end, like, it, it really depends. We're talking like an immature one or an underdeveloped one versus a developed one. It's basically two different approaches. Uh, if it's uh, a mature one, it is like a mature ISFJ. It is head on. They will confront it head on because they've gotten to the point in their life where they realize they can endure just about anything and there's really no reason for them to be afraid. This comes from their virtue and vice and I highly recommend you watch the ISFJ video which would be if I remember correctly season 7 episode 13. If you watch that the virtue and vice of ISFJs it's called faith versus fear and when an ISFJ has absolute faith in oneself as a result of gaining maturity they will have the endurance and the fortitude to take on any challenge, any task, any conflict, and they will face it head on just to get it out of the way so they can move on with their life, uh, especially since the other sides of their mind, the subconscious and their unconscious, are both movement-oriented, also known as progression, and because of that, they care about the journey, and as a result, uh, in order for them to have a better outcome for themselves, they have to be willing to endure the journey of a potential conflict with another person. So at, at that point, the ISFJ, as a mature ISFJ, realizes truly that they don't actually have anything to lose because of their super high endurance factor. And as a result of having that endurance, they will face that thing head on and they will basically hunt it down and meet justice upon the person or themselves if necessary. Oftentimes to the point of at least coaxing the other person to agree to finding some kind of common ground. That is the mature approach. The immature or underdeveloped approach is to avoid it entirely. Stick your head in the sand, sweep it under the rug, and succumb to your own fears. Because ISFJs are so afraid of not being wanted. And it's a kind of a rejection, kind of like how... INFJs are afraid of abandonment or fear of rejection because of SE inferior. ISFJs have this fear of rejection because they're afraid of not being wanted. They're afraid that they are not desirable enough. And, and based on that, that can cause a lot of, um, a lot of uh, conflicts, etc. Watch as I get a lot of cat hair all over myself. Anyway, the point is, is that a fearful ISFJ, an ISFJ who's more into their vice, this person will be someone who just constantly sweeps under the rug and they, they value harmony over everything else, which is actually an underdeveloped FE parent because a developed FE parent will actually start to see the need for discord and chaos and in some cases aspects of violence that are necessary in order to get harmony at a later date. So they end up having to sacrifice the present for a better future. And that's more, a more mature and developed ISFJ. But the ISFJ who's more in the now and more worried about uh, what could happen and so afraid of what could happen and so worried about you know, whether or not they're going to be able to make a proper impact on the other person, they end up just avoiding. And they end up just sticking their head in sand. And they end up bottling it up where it gets super unhealthy and then they finally explode later. 
when finally yet another person doesn't want them anymore and they don't even know what to do with themselves when that happens. And then they're taking all of that insane amount of bitterness that's stored up inside of them and taking it out on this one person. So they could have 20 years of hurt and then this one person treats them in an unwanted or undesirable way, meaning that they don't want the ISFJ, and the ISFJ explodes on that person with all of the stored up bitterness of decades, essentially. And this is what happens with underdeveloped or immature ISFJs. It's really, really lame. And then, okay, kitty. Yes, you can go down. Hi, kitty. There we go. Uh, wow, look at all that hair, you know what I'm saying? Dang. Uh, so, with that being said, um, you can watch Season 19 episode, uh, How to Cognitively Develop an ISFJ, for example. Uh, it's It was available to members before. It's not going to be available again, and you guys will be able to grab it when the test is finally released, which I believe tentatively that's September 1st, but we're actually reconfiguring our entire website while our graphic artist is out uh, due to some uh, family uh, issues that I've mentioned about previously, but he will be back and when he returns we'll get the test finished for you guys. We'll get it out into production and uh, with a completely new website that like actually makes sense. So then you can have a chance to watch season 19 uh, when that actually happens, which I'm very much looking forward to. Anyway, if you like a chance of your question being answered on this channel, please post it on Quora and tag me or leave it as a comment below. Um, if you'd like a free copy of the type grid uh, to assist you in typing yourself and others, please visit csjoseph.life forward slash type grid. Input your email and then uh, you will receive the type grid as a PDF. Anyway, with all that being said, I'll see you guys tonight.